This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Isn't it funny? I'll wear mates. But if your mom would let me bury my face in a I would without hesitation. Isn't that weird? I've never really thought about it, mate. Would we really not be mates anymore? We'd get through it. I suppose, yeah, but I thought you'd ever come round for tea again, though. Nah. See, now that's a problem. Because your mom makes a sick pork casserole. Oh, I'll have to rethink. On this episode of The Commercial Break... There's a DJ booth in back, and the guy is playing like a weird mix of Trap and Enya. I swear <laughs> to God he is. It's on just loud enough so you have to speak up when you're talking, but just... You know, low enough that you can't really make out which song it is, but it's like, The next episode of the commercial break starts now. Commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is the Diggity Diggity Dank. Chris and Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Chrissy. Best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. How the hell are you? Uh, Good. I think we're approaching episode number 500. Of course, I really don't know because I don't don't know. (laughs) But I feel like we're in the 500 range. And I would say that we should do something special, but then I know it's just not going to happen. So let's just make it a regular episode. This might be episode 500. I'm not really sure, depending on how many we throw away between here and there. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I think we're like maybe 20 episodes 20 away. 20 episodes away. 20 or, t- yeah, maybe a little less than 20 episodes away. Mm-hmm. I think we'll do something special, but you'll just have to wait till the 500th episode to figure out because. We'll also figure out on the same day as the 500th episode (laughs) what special we're going to do. (laughs) I am just, you know, there's a week after Super Bowl inundated with all this content about all the after parties and all the junk that went on afterwards. I'm not going to speak the name. I'm just not going to speak the name anymore (laughs) on this show because I'm over it. But Travis Scott uh, was doing some 
after party pre-show whatever concert and he's doing it in this like weird i I don't know where this was um but he's doing it in this let's call it a courtyard of what must be a hotel and then there are hotel rooms that are overlooking this courtyard but rather close and so somebody's filming travis scott and then they pan up and they know and notice that one of the rooms has a window wide open <laughs> and these two, a guy and a girl are fucking going at it, Chrissy. Oh, wow. And I mean banging hard, right? <laughs> so everybody starts looking. Now the security guards are pointing. Now people in the audience are pointing and Travis stops the entire concert <laughs> and he's like, can we give it up for those two going at it? Ah! And everyone's like, woo! These people have no idea. They're Either they're doing it because they know right. that people are going to be exactly. watching them. Which is what or, I would think. They're just so fucked up. Right. They have no idea what's going on. It is a 50-50. It's oh a 50-50. Or it could be both. Yeah. And I, I kind of felt a little jealous. I was like, wow. <laughs> no one's ever going to find out who they are, right? Unless mom and dad see them on it or friends see them on Instagram. Unless this was like a lady of the night and this guy just was wild that night. You know, he was like fucked up. He's like, I'm going to that 667 Bunny Ranch or whatever and get this girl over here. Chrissy, they were like multiple positions. Him giving, you know, her giving him head or taking him from behind. It was fucking outrageous. And I I thought to myself (laughs) at first. I was like, wow, they should close the windows. Like, holy shit, they should close the windows. Then as the video went on, I found myself getting a little jealous. I was like, this guy's got stamina. We're already like two minutes into this reel, and he's still going. <laughs> two minutes. Do tell. Show me. <laughs> Do tell. Show me the secrets, oh Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you just could have watched. Mm, no. You shall come, he does. Mm. Pre-cum. Edging is the... <laughs> Edging, he will. <laughs> Edging he does. <laughs> I'm learning all about the edging. Have you heard about the edging? Uh-huh, Do you know about the edging? I have heard Are you guys it. practicing the edging at your house? Safe edging practices over there? <laughs> 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 we haven't delved into the... The, the, the uh, world of edging? The world of edging all quite right. yet. When you do, but, let me know so I can imagine it here at my house. Yeah. I, I just pretend... Now I'm just going to start... I've heard about a lot. I've known I mean, not it, a lot, a lot, but I've known it under a different name for a long time, right? There's like a yogatic, like a tantra right. practice. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, and you go, 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 but don't go all the way, right? right? And you come off the yes. edge, and then you go, 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 and you come off the edge a little bit, and then that's practices. Did, your stamina keeps everybody didn't happy. Sting do this practice. Sting did this for like seven <laughs> yeah. hours. He claimed yeah. at one time. I also have a friend who claimed he had sex for seven hours once, and I was like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I know you. You drink entirely too much whiskey to go anywhere for seven hours. <laughs> I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. Seven hours is a long time to have sex. It is. Yeah. Now, I can understand if it's like multiple. Like there's a stop and a start. Yeah, there's interludes. Interludes. Yeah, intermissions. Right? Intermissions. Yeah, and by intermissions, I mean start. Let's take like a, a typical seven-hour sex session. This is how I would do it. This is how Brian would accomplish that. Foreplay at noon, <laughs> sex at 12.03, cigarette at 12.05, lunch, nap, watch a couple episodes of The Office, <laughs> come back to it at 6.45. I'll probably go a little bit longer the second session. You know what I'm saying? That's the benefit of the second session. You go a little bit longer. Uh-huh. So now I'm thinking we're like at 6.51. <laughs> By 6.57, we're done. Everything feels good. Another cigarette. 
go put the children to bed. That's yep. how I imagine my seven hours. If that is a seven hour sex session, what a day! Then I have done that plenty. That's <laughs> what a day. What a day. If I could actually accomplish two things in a day with all these children, I would be proud of myself. <laughs> me too. Yeah, you'd be proud of me too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I go to Starbucks uh, a couple days ago. And it's like totally off topic. Sorry, just change topics real quick. I your go to favorite, Starbucks. Yeah. Your favorite place. Yeah, my favorite place. I go to Starbucks a couple of days ago and I order the drink, talk to the, the people. EVOO? No, I had the EVOO. <laughs> and I, well, let's, let's talk about that yeah, for a second. Yeah, I had the EVOO. Last time we talked, you were going to try it. Yes. But you hadn't yet. The Olaid or the Olady or whatever they call it. The So someone made it for me. Just They just made it for me. They were like, here, just try it. And I will tell, I will confirm that putting olive oil in coffee is like coating your stomach with super slick. Uh, do you remember in Christmas Vacation how uh, he <laughs> yes. put that stuff on the bottom <laughs> of it, sprayed yeah. the bottom of the aluminum sled, and then he went flying down yes. like this whatever like a it was flash food of light. preservative or something? Yeah, like a flash <laughs> of light. That indeed is what happens to your stomach when you drink the. <laughs> Olive oil infused coffee. It just coats your stomach with super slick, slidey stuff. So that anything that's trying to stick to the walls of your gut just runs right out. I am telling you, I cleaned me right the fuck out. And I wasn't necessarily like when someone makes the drink for you, you can't then just walk out the door when they're saying, oh, try this. You got to try it. Tell right. me how it is. It's really good. It's so good. It was good. It was extra creamy. It was extra frothy. It was extra creamy. I liked it very much. But I had to go. Like, I drank two sips of it, and I was like, whoa, see you later, guys. I'm getting a call. Yada-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
He's got very disheveled hair. He's got a big old, like, I don't know, Walmart-type T-shirt, like long-sleeve T-shirt. You know what I'm talking about? Like a worker-type shirt? No, like a pastel shirt. Oh, okay. That obviously has seen its better days. Probably could use some washing. He's got those khaki pants on that oftentimes uh, men of a certain flavor will, will like. And then they're all dirty. You know, the knees are all dirty and everything. But he's... He's over there with a like a brand new Apple laptop. So I at first I, I thought is he dehomed? No, he's not dehomed. He's got a brand new Apple laptop. Like you know he's he, he's okay over there. But he's like banging on the count. He's like banging on the table. And I was like, uh oh, here we go. Yeah, I've been waiting for someone to come shoot up the local Starbucks. Here it comes. And he's like. Hey, and so then I go and I sit down at the end of the bar and I can hear him continue. God damn it, every fucking state has a different rule. And I'm like, what? Every state has a different rule? What is he talking about? Every fucking state. Why does Starbucks do this? And I was like, every state has a different rule. I'm not I'm not understanding. Now I think clearly the guy has mental illness. Right. So I'm trying to put my empathy hat on, right? Okay, guy's a little disturbed over there. He's having a bad day. Every state has a different rule. I agree. Every state has a different rule. I just can't keep up with all of them. So I'm like... Uh, just thinking to myself, well, I hope this doesn't escalate. He gets up, he walks over to the barista counter and he's like, excuse me, excuse me. And I was like, whoa, dude. And I, I'm standing right next to the guy. Cause I'm at the, I'm at the end of the counter at one of those seats. And he's like, excuse me. And so finally someone's like, turns around and says, yes, sir. Can I help you? I don't understand why I cannot connect to your internet. And he, the guy was like, well, you just, all you have to do is just, no, 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 no. Don't tell me how to do it. Come do it for me. Oh. And I was like, geez, that's a little demandy of you. And the gentleman behind the, the barista says, I'm sorry. Just let me, I can explain to you. No, no, no. Every state has a different rule at these goddamn Starbucks. And I don't know how to connect. And I thought, well, change my oil while you're at it. I mean, while you're at it, can you change my oil? Give me a prostate massage, brush my teeth. Also, maybe don't go to a Starbucks if you're so frustrated. Chrissy, I couldn't understand for the life of me why this guy was asked. All of a sudden, like, are these, we're at Best Buy? Is this the Geek Squad? I know. Why are you asking him to connect your internet for you? you? If you can't do that, you probably should not have a computer where you're getting on Wi-Fi. So what about child hotspot? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I have, yeah. Or like anybody else in the world, go home and use right. your computer. Exactly. <laughs> like anybody else in the world, go steal your neighbor's internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> FBI. <laughs> That's my favorite. When people put FBI. We put virus on you ours put one virus? time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dad put fuck off or something like that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so here he is pounding the, the, top of the counter just god damn it every state has a different rule i don't understand why you can't connect why can't i connect you have to do this for me so finally someone walks around the counter the manager walks around the counter and says i'm sorry you're having trouble connecting sir i don't think i can touch your laptop but i would be happy to stand there and see if you're connecting correctly uh, right i mean i would think it's as soon as if he touched it then 
something could be broken yeah. or whatever. I was one second away from getting involved. Right. I was I real close to getting involved. <laughs> I, I was were. real close to being like, hey, dude, you got to settle down just a little bit. Like, I'm happy to explain to you how to use your laptop. But then, you know, he seems so disturbed about this yeah. that I felt it was best left to the professionals. Yeah, I, I don't want to get involved in any or draw. I don't want to be on TikTok or anything like that, no. you know, <laughs> arguing with an old man about how you get on. No, your, you want to be on TikTok talking in the hotel. Yes, I, that's exactly that's... what I want to do. I want to be on TikTok with a large schlong getting action yes, yes. in Travis Scott's concert, right. which conveniently happens to be in the middle of a hotel. I don't know how that worked out. So bam, 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 slamming the guy. Okay, I'll let me go over there. So now I'm like, well, I better stay here and pay attention and videotape this for posterity's sake. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> but he goes over there, and this is the guy goes like this. The manager is like, um, "Sir, you got to turn your Wi-Fi on. Ha! You got to turn the Wi-Fi on. You got to actually have it on your computer. You got to be able to connect. You have to turn it on." And he's like. I didn't have to do that at the last Starbucks. <laughs> the guy was like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, that's generally the way it works. He goes, you should be able to connect automatically. And, uh, and the, the managers automatically like what? Like, is there some magic Wi-Fi right. genie that's just going to connect in. automatically to Bing. every internet? Yes. <laughs> You're online. Starbucks internet. Right. <laughs> so, so finally, the guy, they, they connect and the guy says this and uh, the manager goes, well, thank you very much. Have a nice day. You just let me know if you need anything. And he goes, well, I think I need a, a cup of coffee. And he goes, OK, well, just come up to the thing and order it. No, 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 no. I should get a cup of coffee for the trouble Starbucks has put me through connecting what? to their Internet. What? So then I notice Then I notice the guy has no drinks. Has no water, has no food. He does not, he, he's not even a patron of the Starbucks. Right. He's sitting there and now he's demanding a free cup of coffee because he could not connect to the internet. The balls on this guy, the cojones on this guy. Now let me tell you the kicker. Let me tell you the kicker. So I leave. I come back an hour later to get a refill on my coffee because I spilled my coffee. So I come to get a refill on my coffee and the guy and is leaving. And to get leaving. away from the kids. And to get away from the kids. <laughs> okay. Which is my favorite part of the day. Right. <laughs> um, I come back and this guy is packing up and he's leaving. And I thought to myself, well, now I got to say and see what the punchline is here, right? Where is this guy going? Is he walking down the street? Does he have a shopping cart somewhere full of his stuff? Or is he getting into a car that's got, like, Alabama license plate? Now I just need to know yeah. some more about this guy. Now I'm so fascinated because it's been it's stuck in my head for the last hour. Why would that guy <laughs> demand that someone connect him to the internet, then demand a free cup of coffee because he couldn't turn on his Wi-Fi? This guy gets into, I shit you negatively, a brand new E-Series Mercedes-Benz. Shiny fucking tires and all. Brand new. Huh. 2024. I know my Benz. This was one of them. <laughs> Twenty. I know my Benz because I would desperately want one someday. And this guy got into a brand new E-Series Benz with his brand new Apple laptop. And he was, I think this was all a ploy to get a free cup of coffee. Now, some of you might say to yourself, God, Brian, that's really shitty of that guy who probably has money to go in there and bother everybody to look for a free cup of coffee. But as they say, as Mar our friend Mark Cuban would tell us, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you save. So 
in my advanced age. I think what I'm going to do is get go get myself a pair of uh, dicky cackers, you know, uh, the khaki slacks. I'm going to get some cackers, <laughs> an old Walmart T-shirt, and I'm going to start walking around demanding free stuff because I cannot connect to their internet. It's my new ploy to get rich, Chrissy. Well, let me know how that goes. Let yeah. us know how that goes. <laughs> Here's the only problem. You know when they say that it's not about how much money you make, it's about how much money you save? We actually have to make money in order to, to save, save it. it. Yes. So if you would do us a favor and send in donations <laughs> to my GoFundMe page, Brian Can't Connect uh, GoFundMe page. Brian Can't Connect. That's my new ploy. I can't connect. <laughs> That's my new get-rich-quick scheme. Brian Can't Connect. <laughs> With listeners or to the... <laughs> Or to the Wi Fi. Yeah. Uh, I'll donate. Yeah, I just, I just had, there was a moment at the Starbucks. I thought, I've been Ding. going to that Starbucks for years. Never had one strange thing happen. There was that one time when they shut down for like a week because <laughs> yeah. it was a crazy person stalking one of the employees or something. But I didn't see any of that go. I mean, I saw, I knew who the right. guy was. I had seen him in there before, but I, I, I didn't, wasn't a party to any craziness. And besides the really handsome dude that comes in every once in a while that smells yeah. like an angel. There's nothing particularly ordinary, uh, extraordinary about this Starbucks <laughs> until this couple days ago when this guy was making a big stink for a fucking free cup of coffee. Is this where society is at? Yeah, I bet they see all kinds of stuff. I remember I used to have to go to Starbucks to meet people for um, when I was doing recruiting mm-hmm. and just to meet them and talk, yeah. be sure, go over the resume, that kind of thing. And I would see a lot of crazy stuff at Starbucks. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, I mean, you live in that part of town where there's crazy <laughs> stuff happening anyway. <laughs> like, every big city has its issues, right? And Atlanta is no uh, stranger to uh, kind of its its weirdness. And so you live in that part of town, and I, I probably know which Starbucks you go to. Well, maybe not at your new house, but at your old house, I knew which Starbucks you went to. That was the Midtown one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And I, I went to that Midtown one a couple of times. It's scary. <laughs> scary in there a couple of times. Very nice people in there, but there was some scary, scary, <laughs> scary people in there. But I can only imagine with the people at Star- that work at Starbucks see. Oh. They're all the day. They're closing Starbucks left and right over there in California and other places because it's just like the situation's out of control. And people, you know, they lock the bathrooms here at this Starbucks. Yeah. So I think I've used the restroom one time to pee. Like, I'm not going to take a dump at fucking Starbucks. It's just not my thing. <laughs> I'm just not an outside dumper. Are you an outside dumper? I'm not an outside dumper. Unless there's no, an emergency. Who? who yeah. yeah. Unless there's a poop urgency. Yeah. I don't go to outside dumping. I don't know. I had a friend one time. He had to visit every fucking bathroom we ever went to. Really? Like, every time we went somewhere, oh, not he had to go to the bathroom. Have to. I mean, for me. Go to go drop a deuce. Not and unless I'd be like, I have got, like, it's an emergency. Do yeah. I do? <laughs> no. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I want the comfort of my own bathroom. I had this friend in, like, Privacy, privacy, and let the good smell. Toilet paper, yeah, good toilet paper. Exactly. Uh, yes. The comfort of knowing my ass germs or <laughs> yes, my ass germs, exactly. And my fecal matter stays here <laughs> in my own fecal matter world. Right. <laughs> I, I, you know, I hate. I hate. It's like my nightmare when the urge comes and I'm somewhere out in the universe. I'm like, oh, how quickly can I get home? I mean, I have been in Spain before (laughs) and literally been like, how quickly can I get back to to north of Atlanta (laughs) before I really (laughs) have to do this? I'm just not an outside dumper. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it. I have to be inside my house. I will go days without pooping. You know, 
Sometimes there's hotel rooms I'm not comfortable. I'm like, ah, well, I, it was nice while I knew. Like, I've been on cruises before, and I, it's a tiny little room, and you know, I'm like, oh, it's a seven-day cruise. Keep the food light. <laughs> juice and ice cream. That's all we need, Brian. Well, nope, juice and ice cream is going to make it go through you. So cheese platters and rye crackers. Let's do that. Cheese and rye crackers. Let's go that direction. I just feel so uh, discomforted by the knowing yeah. that uh, other people have used the facility. So they locked this Starbucks bathroom. And one time I asked, why do you lock the Starbucks bathroom? Because I've been in plenty of Starbucks where there's not locked bathrooms. And she said, well, it's a corporate policy for most stores now because yeah. people will go in there and they will do drugs. People will go in there and they'll be in there for two hours and we don't know what they're doing. Right. And then it's just a general safety issue. Like, you know, we don't want people just like hanging out in the bathrooms for days at a time. Yeah. And that's a, that's a terrible reflection on society. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> My first job at McDonald's, not only were the bathrooms wide open, but there were a lot of outside dumpers, a lot <laughs> yeah. of outside dumpers. There was two or three guys who came in every fucking morning I worked mornings, came in, same thing. Bacon, egg, and cheese, shit bagel, or whatever. You know, give me four packets of mayonnaise and a cup of coffee. And they'd just be like, <laughs> eating their... And, and we'd have the newspaper. free newspapers. That's yeah, right. They'd take their newspaper. They'd take their newspaper. They'd take their cup of coffee. They'd go in there with an ashtray and a cigarette. And I'm then my manager would be like, you know, let's do a restroom check at 10 and... 20 after. <laughs> 10 after and 20 before. And I'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> Can someone else do the morning bathroom check? You're 14. It's your job. Oh, I don't want it to be my... I think that's honestly where I got some of my fear probably, of poop. Yes. Probably. That the things that I saw. Well-founded. It was like a war. PTSD. <laughs> I bet. That's why if I'm on the road, you know, you're traveling and you've got to go. And I, I normally think, goodness, don't have to go number two yes but if i have to pee i have to pee so i will usually go to a chick-fil-a because they're, yeah they're, yeah they're good that you guy, know they're gonna be good you're so right tino venturi my mentor in all things italian trattorias and you know fine wine used to say brian give them a bottle of chianti classical get them some <laughs> soft shell crabs come on brian what are you doing and uh remember yeah when someone goes into the bathroom, it is the cleanliness of the bathroom yeah. that determines the cleanliness of the restaurant. And I thought to myself, those bathrooms look pretty good. <laughs> but that fucking restaurant back there, you are literally using old bread to make croutons. <laughs> There's nothing cleanly about that back there. It's all unsanitary. <laughs> but, it was tr but it felt true to me, and it, I've carried that with yeah. me through the rest of my life. And you're right. The Chick-fil-A's, Chick-fil-A just does it different. I don't they know do. what to tell you. They have flowers on the tables. They have flowers on the tables. <laughs> they make two things, chicken and french fries. Yes. And they're both goddamn they're good. So and so I don't agree with all of Chick-fil-A's no. comings and goings and musings about this right. and that, or the owners or whoever it is, the Cathy's yes. or whatever. But the uh, food is But the food is delicious. Is. And so I will separate the chaff from the whey uh, or whatever you say. <laughs> the and, chick. <laughs> the chick from the filet. <laughs> we'll separate the chick from the filet and say to you now... The Chick-fil-A just does it different. That's why there's lines out the door every time they True. fucking open a fucking Chick-fil-A. They even do a great job with their uh, drive throughs Yeah. What's Quick. up with that? Yeah. <laughs> Go to a Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> Go to a Wendy's. 
and try and get anything <laughs> correct in your order. I'm not knocking on the people that work on <laughs> Wendy's. I know. It's a tough job. You're slinging fucking burgers and fries for nothing. Yeah. I get it. But go to a Wendy's at 11 p.m. and see what's happening. See what's doing at that <laughs> Wendy's. And then go into their bathroom and see if you want to be an outside dumper. <laughs> You want to be an outside dumper after you visit a Wendy's bathroom? That's on you, my friend. Not for me. I go to the Ritz-Carlton and I'm afraid to take a shit. You know what I'm saying? I want to tell you about seeing Pete Davidson. Oh, that's right. uh, Over the weekend, a couple Saturdays ago. Yeah, it was. All right, so let's take a break and uh, we'll be back. What? Oh, hi, it's Christina again. Here to remind you to go to tcbpodcast.com for all things audio, video, and tcbdo. Give us a follow on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. And guess what? We have a new phone number. I know what you're thinking, but I promise this is the last TCB phone number you will ever have to remember. (laughs) So call us and leave us a voicemail or text us at 212-433-3TCB. Once more for the people in the back, that's 212-433-3TCB. Oh, and check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the commercial break. That's all for now. Let's listen to our sponsors and get back to the show. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm Tank Sinatra. And I'm Investigator Slater. And together we co-host a podcast called Psychopedia, which is a true crime podcast infused with comedy, making it a crimedy. Each week, Investigator Slater brings us a wild and thoroughly researched true crime case. I'm here to digest it all and react just like you probably are right there on the other side of the microphone. Somehow, I've got to present each case with the detail and respect it deserves, while also cracking up at Tank's perfectly timed humor and thought-provoking questions. Listen to and follow Psychopedia on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sh- 100% sure, but I think Christina has the new phone numbers in the liners now. She has new liners. But just in case you're still stuck on that old phone number, I want you to remember that due to phone.com's incompetency, we are now have a brand we now have a brand new phone number our fifth one in the history of the commercial break <laughs> it is and it's ours we own it forever and ever amen we'll probably not be a show forever and ever amen <laughs> maybe not even for two more weeks but 
433-3TCB. That's 1-212-433-3TCB. Questions, comments, concerns, content, ideas, you get it. Okay. And it goes directly to a phone. It does. Our studio phone. Our studio phone. Standing right there. Yeah. (laughs) Sitting far away from us. Sitting far away from the studio. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know who it was, but one of our guests the other day was like, now I'm talking to you guys from your basement. And I was like, does it look like we're in our basement? (laughs) Most people are complimentary, but someone saw right through us. They were like, ah, from your basement. (laughs) Um, So I am scrolling through Instagram a number of weeks ago. As you do. As I do. Oh, man, do I. Yes, you do. Yes. Before I tell the Pete Davidson story, I'm scrolling through Instagram and I follow this person who is the anti-influencer influencer. Her whole life has on social media has been dedicated to being the anti-influencer influencer. She will make duck faces. She will stick her ass out in pictures. And she's generally trying to be, I think it's like she's trying to be a little uh, satirical, satirical about uh, this yeah. and say that, you know, I can't believe all these girls with the fillers and the liners and the hairs and the blah, 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 blah. blah. They're all trying to be influencers, you know, so thirsty, 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 this. And then I wake up the other day, <laughs> and in by the way, she's been saying this forever, but then she's posting these pictures, and they're a little too on the nose, if you know what I mean. It's like she'll say that she's the anti-influencer influencer, but why are we showing, you know, why are we posing like this? Why? I, I, I believe... She's embarrassed by her own behavior, so she has to make it look satirical because even she feels like she's a little thirsty. And whatever you do with your Instagram is up to you. I don't give a shit. I'm not a hater. I am just find it very funny. Because the other day, I wake up. Now, I'm not going to describe the pose because I don't want necessarily, yeah. like, I, I don't want this to come back in any way, shape, or form. I don't want to embarrass anybody in any way, shape, or form. But we've talked about this before on the show. I wake up, and this girl is half fucking naked on Instagram and GM Jim <laughs> I normally don't post pics like this but I wanted you to see the results of my working out and I mean this was a rat am I right it was a rather risque photo yeah yeah it was not something that I think... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't send my dad that picture and say, hey, look at me. No. Look at... I've been working out. I think she's married. Look at me. Yeah, I know. Look <laughs> hey, at dad. me. I've been working out. Here is the under... Here's my undercarriage, <laughs> which is basically what the picture was of. Yes. Undercarriage. Like, n- you know, not even a good, you know, cleavage pic. It was undercarriage. It's the kind of post, you know, the girls who are on uh, Instagram doing the yoga poses when it has nothing to do with yoga and everything to do with the fact that you can see their vagina through their fucking yoga pants. You get it. You've seen it. We do it. Some inspirational quote down behind it. And I just thought to myself, the fucking hypocrisy that we also probably do all the time, too. But the fucking hypocrisy. It was so fucking funny to me. I had to send it to Chrissy immediately. Yes. I was like, Chrissy, look at this. Thirst trap. Thirst trap. Thirst trap. Uh, I, uh, I guess we've gone was- from anti-influencer to full fucking influencer. By the way, she got like 12 followers. So I don't know who she's influencing. But so do we. So I'm not going to yes. throw stones in a glass house. Um, so... I got scrolling. Well, if you're going to go to me, and I think I brought this up in the text back to you, to me, if you're going to go full thirst, thirst trap, go all the way. Amen. 
show your face, show, show the your, whole thing, yeah, and face. say, look at me. Yeah, that's the other thing. She was covering tonight. her face. Yeah, don't go halfway in. Well, I don't think you go out tonight without <laughs> pants on. But, I mean, that's just – and it's another bathroom selfie, uh, yeah. which is the most – which is the strangest part about all the postings of this particular person. They are always in public bathrooms somewhere. So she's in a public Maybe she's bathroom. An outside dumper. She's an outside <laughs> dumper for sure. She takes pleasure in outside dumping. She's like, let me take a quick shit and then I'm going <laughs> to snap a photograph of my ass and send it out there to the world. <laughs> Just lost 12 pounds outside dumper. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag outside dumper. Uh, hashtag outside dumper. Uh, but hey, listen, no shame if you're an outside dumper. It's just not for me. It's not for me. I'm an inside dumper. I like to dump inside my own house. I like to remove the contents of my tummy here in the comfort uh, yes. and privacy of my own home. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, scrolling through Instagram, and I see Pete Davidson's mug. But it's one of those sponsored posts. And I was like, oh, what's a Pete up to? Yeah, which, yeah, what's which he hot hawking? chick is he dating yes. now? Yeah. And it says down below, working out new material. And click here. And I was like, working out new material? Click here? What is that? Now I'm thinking it's just clickbait, but I'm, I'm bought in now. I see Pete Davidson. Right. And I'm like, okay, let me see. So you I click over. Bait. I took the bait. Yeah. I did. I took the clickbait. <laughs> Absolutely. If it's Pete Davidson, I take the bait. I don't know. He yeah. seems like the kind of guy you take the bait for. So I, I click over and what did, what, happened or where i went was this tiny little comedy club north of atlanta not in the city of atlanta north of atlanta definitely not in the city of atlanta (laughs) north of atlanta and pete is putting on two performances and i guess working out new material is either the name of the show or what i'm really assuming is that he's working out new material for his next special right he's going to do that in small rooms where he can kind of throw of stuff at the wall. That. Of course, everybody does it. Jerry Seinfeld still does it. You know, he says, when I'm going to do a new hour, I, I hit the clubs and I go around yep. New York and, you know, Chris Rock, everybody does it. Because that way, you have to figure out the timing. You have to yeah, hone in the jokes that are working. Too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I just saw Rolling Stones the other day at Buffalo Wild Wings. Right. Yeah, they're working on their new <laughs> album. It's Eddie Vedder's over at uh, the Shake Shack tomorrow night <laughs> for his new solo record. Um so, <laughs> no, I, well, I meant yeah. they do it in like obscure cities to start. Yes. And I do remember when Rolling Stone did like that tour of small club. They had a out, they have 75 albums, but they had this one album, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago. And they were going to these tiny little rooms to play acoustically to work out their new music. And I think they, if I'm not mistaken, they came here to Atlanta and played one of the small rooms around here. And that's an amazing opportunity, right? If you can yeah. actually get a ticket, what an amazing opportunity to see someone that that you like close up close and personal. Well, I mean, Pete Davidson is the Rolling Stones of comedy. Of, he's the Rolling Stones of people who got <laughs> famous for dating famous people. But he also was on Saturday Night Live, yeah. and he he has gotten a chuckle or two out of me. And I generally think Pete's a, an okay guy. Yeah. All right, sure. I don't feel anything about Pete one way or the other up until this performance. I don't feel anything so here we go tiny little club north of atlanta you got tickets i got tickets pete's gonna i I got tickets and there's only a hundred tickets in the entire room it's a tiny room and so i managed to get two seats astrid and i decide we're gonna go the show's at 10 p.m so we get a babysitter unbelievably i know (laughs) unbelievably i can't believe it babysitter will be important here in a second so we get a babysitter for this like you know let us go out between eight and midnight there's a second show at 11.55, I should also mention. So I thought, okay, 
for this amount of money, which wasn't a small amount of money, but it wasn't crazy either. For this amount of money, I'm going to get 30 to 40 minutes of Pete Davidson working on new material. At the very least, it's going to be entertaining. Sure. It might not in be person. hilarious. Stuff's always better in person. Yeah. Anyways. And, we're, and we're right there. We're sitting 15 feet from Pete. So he's going to be working out some new material. I'm sure he's going to have something interesting to say. I'll be entertained at the very least. And if I get a chuckle or two out of it, well, then that's good news, too. I've, I, I don't think anybody would argue that Pete, as a stand-up comic, doesn't exactly have a huge, long resume. It's not like he's got 13 Netflix specials or something like that. I know he's got the one special. But I thought, well, okay, let's go give this guy a try. It's interesting. He's here. I'm 15 feet from like seeing the Rolling Stones. Not like seeing the Rolling Stones, but it's kind of like <laughs> seeing the Rolling Stones right there. So day comes around, Saturday night. Astrid and I pop in the car, kids are sleeping, lovely, jump in the car, and we drive, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes from the house yeah. to a part of Atlanta that is maybe not known as the best part of Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? It's not the rolling hills of Hollywood, California. It's not Buckhead, Atlanta. It is off the beaten path. Well, it's part of the metro. It yeah. is. It's part of the yeah. metro. But um, it's seen better days. How about that? Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. seen better days or it will see better days. One of the <laughs> yes. two is, is happening. <laughs> it's in a transition. It's definitely a transitional neighborhood. But I explained to Astrid, I said, these comedy clubs, they don't have Pete Davidson every night. So they don't make a ton of money. You get 100 people in a room paying $50 a ticket. You've made $5,000, a two-item minimum. Maybe you make another $5,000 on cheap food and cheap liquor. So you're making $10,000 on the best night of the year inside of this comedy club. Yeah. So you got to have cheap rent, and you just got to hope you survive from one show to the next, because probably most shows, it's less than 20 people in the room. So we pull up to this strip mall in this not-so-great part of town, and I am telling you what, Chrissy, I am instantaneously nervous because (laughs) there are a lot of people that are mulling around, and I think to myself, wow, there's a lot of people mulling around at 11 (laughs) 11 p.m. at night, (laughs) and here I am pulling up with Astrid, and I just hope that I'm safe. Not that I had any reason to be, like, concerned, but it was unfamiliar territory. Let's put it that way. So... In the strip mall has like coin laundry mats, uh, you know, empty, lots of empty spaces. What looked like it m- once may have been a Kohl's is now like a thrift store owned by right. the guy who collects <laughs> a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Old washer and dryer parts, <laughs> just in case you need them. So we pull up and outside there's a number of police officers. So you're like, okay, at least they know this. You got to put, you know, let's, let's be safe about this. Yeah. Let's add a little security. Pull up. We're a little bit early, but they told us to be there early. They said, be there early. It's going to be a process to get in the show. You got to be there early. Be there at least 30 minutes early. Astro and I are there 45 minutes early. We're one of the first people inside the club. So here we are. Imagine this walking into this dark, dingy strip mall, you know, place. And we walk in the front door. There's <laughs> You're a big. Like, Come on, Astrid. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking you out. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> I got one hell of a night plan. <laughs> we haven't been out in forever. <laughs> We're gonna go to the gun range. <laughs> Only it's not a range. It's just where people shoot. <laughs> 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 and everybody shoots because we're all allowed to carry guns in Georgia. No matter what, don't worry about it. Carry your gun everywhere. I probably should have carried a gun. Uh, so we walk up. We, you know, we get closed parking, so that's good. The police officers are right there, so that's extra good. Because you know, Astor doesn't deal well with some of these situations. Right. She's got some PTSD from Venezuela. Yeah. 
And so we walking in, red velvet rope, but we didn't have to wait because we're one of the first people in there. We go in, they scan, they ask for our ID. The ID has to be connected to the name on the ticket. Like it's a whole process getting in. And then we go through security, which is a very nice off-duty police officer, I must mention. But he gives me the full pat down up into my crotch and everything as oh, if wow. I'm being arrested. Just I just didn't have to put my hands on the wall. I just had to put them directly <laughs> up in the air. And trust me, this is a this I know this position, so I'm like, all right, don't reach for anything, don't make any sudden movements. I've Just, been here before. I've been here before. I know how to do this. I'm uh hey, I'm part of the five time club. Here we go. All right, hands up. So I put my hands up. He gives me the full uh, you know, proctor exam. Like he's just giving it to <laughs> me. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. And I go, Hey, listen, if you're buying me a drink later, I'm cool. But he goes, No, I gotta do it with everybody. I'm like, No, I understand. Totally cool. All right. So we get into this room. Now imagine a room, let's call it 20 by 20, not a particularly bigger, a little bigger than this studio that we're sitting in here right now, which is tiny, by the way. <laughs> and there's two couches lining each end of the wall. There's a big desk, like a desk, the hostess desk for a, a restaurant, but it's big. It's like six feet long and it has two double doors behind it. So I'm imagining there's the club. It's in there. There is a guy standing behind. There's a lot of security in the room. There's a couple of us that have come for the show. And then there is a huge, and when I say huge, Chrissy, he must have been 600 pounds guy wow. standing behind that desk. And he's like, all right, listen up. Absolutely no phones. Sold out show. Buy your food early. Get your check 50 minutes before. The show ends. Do you understand? (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Watches, cell phones, electronic items, security cameras, uh, you know, pacemakers, brain implants, (laughs) screws and plates and legs and knees all need to go in a bag, a yonder bag. Absolutely no telephone communications during any part of the show. And I'm like, all right, dude, we got it. Yeah. And then out come the yonder people, you know, the the yonder bags. You know what I'm talking about? Those locked bags that they do. We have a babysitter. So I'm like, oh, shit. You know, we got a babysitter. So instantaneously, so the lady comes up, hey, I need to check your phone and, and then your watch. I thought, I thought I'd get away with the watch. The watch, yeah. So you know what I did? I had this coat on, so I kind of slid it up Uh-oh. my arm a little bit. I kind of did this number, <laughs> like while she wasn't looking. I like shook my hand a little bit, <laughs> you know? Like, she found and I was it. like this. Yeah. And then she goes, do you have a watch on? And I was like, do I have a watch <laughs> on? That's what I said. I go, do I? I'm holding my hand up like this. Like I'm holding the coat you on my fingers me, like a, yeah, like a three year old. I got my coat over my hands. Do I? I don't think so. I don't remember. I can't remember if I put on a watch today. Let me check when I get in there. I'll let you know. All right. <laughs> so I give her the watch. We stuff it into this yonder this poor yonder bag. It's like, oh, I can't take anymore. I've got my watch in there. I got my phone in there, but I quickly like dial through the phone and I'm like, okay, I got the babysitter's phone number. Let me turn that on emergency contact real quick. So at least I will get some kind of notification. Yeah. Astrid says, well, make sure that it's on buzz. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. The lady's standing right there. And I'm like, yeah, it's on buzz. Is buzz. Okay. And she's like, well, as long as it doesn't make any noise, right. As long as it's buzzing. <laughs> and I'm like, and she goes, and you can always come back out. I'll open it for you. If you get, you know, if you need yeah. to check or whatever. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Emergency. But I know. I know, she doesn't know, but I know that when I put on my emergency contacts, that phone is ringing. It is ringing and I will hear it. And I don't give two fucks who 
said what? Right. Because it's my children. Yes. And I know my babysitter's not going to call unless it's an absolute emergency. Okay. So, phone's on buzz, except for emergency contacts. <laughs> Watches away. Everybody's happy. We go. We sit down at the table. They open these doors. And Chrissy, it is the strangest comedy. It's the strangest room I've ever been in, period, <laughs> in the sentence. There are paintings on the wall of people. All like, you know, uh, face paintings of people with these weird colored bubbles around their head. It is it is surreal painting, but I can't make out who one of those people is. I'm sure they're supposed to be famous people, but I cannot bubbles make... Bubbles like small bubbles or like they've got a astronaut bubble head? No, like small, like, <laughs> okay. I don't know if, you know, like imagine if my head is the actual picture. The bubbles are like this big, like the size of my hand. Okay. But they're placed... Bigger than your eyes. Yeah, bigger than, way bigger than my eyes. They're placed all around the face. Huh. So you can make out the face, the silhouette of the face, but you're not, it's not like immediately apparent who it was. I spent the next 20 minutes trying to figure out who any of these people of were. Course. Like has someone they famous... photographs or they were No, paintings. they were paintings. paintings. But they were like, you know, pretty realistic renditions. Yeah. If it had been someone famous, you know, I don't know. Uh, Chris Rock, somebody, you know, uh, somebody you would have known, I would have been able to tell, but I could not for the life of me figure out who it was. Now, the room has seven tables up front, seven tables right behind them, two foot tables, two feet wide, and then five chairs along each table. So we've got like, I don't know, whatever it is, uh, do the math, that's carry the one, seven, 16,000 <laughs> people in this one room. And and I am sitting right next to, right across from Astrid on this they're table. they round tables? Nope, they're straight, like card tables. Oh, okay. But like card tables that have been cut in half. Oh, like they were just, <laughs> okay. there was no room. You could barely put your elbow. It's like a, you know the airplanes, how they have those little dividers? Yes. It felt like that width. Like you were oh. uncomfortable, <laughs> like if I put my elbow there. And then these terrible chairs. L- listen, it, it was just, it wasn't great. There was a smell in the room, a smell like sure. dirty feet, you know? There was a bar on the Smoke side from 10 years ago. Oh God. It was just like weird and disgusting, but I'm not here for the room. And I understand it's got to be hard to make a comedy club work. I'm here to see Pete Davidson. There's a DJ booth in back and the guy is playing like a weird mix of trap and Enya. I swear to God <laughs> he is. It's on just loud enough. So you have to speak up when you're talking, but just you know, low enough that you can't really make out which song it is, but it's like, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I'm like, uh. the he looks like he's doing a having fun back there. He's like, he's got his one earphone on, like, but there's no wiki, wiki, wiki going on. It's just him like playing this weird music on top of other weird music. <laughs> and I thought, okay, here, it's a vibe. I don't know what kind of vibe it is, but it's it a, like a confusing vibe because you can't tell, make out who's on the walls. Well, I was you confused. Can't make out the yeah. music. <laughs> it was so strange. <laughs> you can't put your elbow down. Yes, it was so <laughs> strange. So, uh, stage up front, two, three feet riser. And then on the back wall, there's two red velvet curtains to the floor. And then this big sign that says the name of the comedy theater, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it, interesting. <laughs> the decor in there, it looked, I don't know how to explain it. It looked like, 
it looked like my basement when I was 13 years old. Like okay. I had got, you know, we get really high, put a couple of those, you know, glow in the dark posters. Yes. Some, uh, you know, mood lighting and then just really like paint the walls black because I don't know, that's just the thing to do. It, there's, there's really a weird yeah. essence going on in this room. And the mix in the crowd as that people start filing in, it, it, it was some of the most fun people watching I've done since I've been to the airport. Because it was all kinds of people, black, white, yellow, green, big, small, short, tall. It was everybody. Everybody was there. Guys with guys, girls with girls, the girls out, you know, single girls out for one. There was one girl who there were seats up front and there was one girl by herself that she made it known when she came in the club that she was there by herself. I thought to myself, this girl wants to get that pee. <laughs> she was like dressed, boop, you know, cha-chas out the whole oh, nine yards. Okay. And she was like, hey, 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 to everybody. And I, I thought, oh, <laughs> there she is. <laughs> There's Pete Stalker walking right in the door. Kim Kardashian, too, walking in the door. Or maybe she was someone famous and I just didn't know. Then you had the four white guy comics, and you know that they were white guy comics because, you know, two were already seated and two came in the door. You know, give me a brewski, you know, 420. And they're like cracking jokes at each other. I could hear them like cracking jokes. Yeah, use this line on the. And they were talking loud enough that you, that, that, Everybody around them knew that they had been on a stage before. They, oh yeah, one time I used that set at the punchline. It was a tarta. <laughs> one time on my podcast. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought, okay, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, Let me start screaming in. about the podcast. <laughs> All right, so we're getting to the show. Let me tell you about it, and uh, we'll do that right after these messages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using this against you now. I'm wielding it as a tool. Well, thank the baby Jesus. Brian took a breath, and now I will use this opportunity to let you know that we've got a brand new phone number. That's right. It's 212-433-3TCB, and you can text us anytime you want, or you can call and leave us a voicemail, and we might just use your message on the show once Brian gets through all the messages he missed last year, of course. Anyway, you can also find and DM us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. And of course, all of our audio and video is easily found on TCBpodcast.com. Now I'm going to thank G one more time that we have sponsors. So thank G and here they are. Okay, so the witching hour is upon it. You can tell, like, the now it, it, it took a long time for the room to fill up, but I think that was because it was like this four step process to, to get, get in. inside. Yep. And so, then, in that sense, I was glad we were the first ones in the door, literally. And so, then in that sense, I was glad they were the first ones in the door because you know how much I like waiting around in line. Like, I hate it. Uh, and Did you get to choose your seat? No, it was assigned seating. Oh, okay. So, we're on one of the back tables. Where if you're look, if you're out at the stage looking right, we're like at the right side. We're over near this right hand bar, but we are right in between. Like we're at the end of the table where the next table starts, and the hallway or the walkway to get between those two tables is not but two feet wide. And I have these gangly fucking legs. I mean, I'm not particularly tall, but I'm like all leg. And so I'm, you know, I'm trying to get to a comfortable position, <laughs> but everybody's stepping on my feet. It happened. It happened every three seconds. A waitress was stepping on my feet. And at some point I just had to give up. I was like, oh, whatever. And I couldn't move backwards because it was a girl literally breathing down my neck the entire <laughs> oh, time. I had like three sorority sisters behind me. And then a single guy who had friends in the room, but they were at a different table. He like,
like got that extra ticket, right. you know, the last minute extra <laughs> ticket. And he was hitting on them hard. I mean, hard. <laughs> He's like, so what brings you to Atlanta? And they're like, well, we live here. And he's like, oh, yeah, I live here, too. I got some friends that are over there. What are you guys doing after the show? And these girls are like, I don't know. We're going to go back to the sorority house. I don't know. <laughs> We're coming where you're not. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. You're not. I am. We'll see you later. This guy was like, oh, and he at one point he went to the bathroom and he like he was like waving at his friend. His friend was waving to him back and he's like he's pointing toward the bathroom. And then they get up and go to the bathroom together. It took them at least 12 minutes to get back to the room. And so I knew exactly what was going on. A little toot snoot and boogie. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> A little toot snoot and boogie. All right. So now I can feel the witching hour is upon us. Rooms filling. There's, there's not a particular mood. Everyone's just talking and mingling. The guy's playing weird music in the background. That you're trying to figure out who the paintings are. Everyone's trying to figure out who the paintings are. <laughs> and then, you know, finally the guy says, In five minutes, you're going to see the show of a lifetime at Pete Davidson. <laughs> Remember, absolutely no flash photography. Anybody that has flash photography will be arrested on site, shot and killed. <laughs> Don't talk about it. Don't look at him. Don't think about him. He's Pete Davidson. <laughs> We're like, okay, dude, we get it. All right, we got it. We all have our phones locked in this fucking bag. What do you want us to do? Right? <laughs> Meanwhile, they have menus on the table, but they only put two menus per table. So we've got to share the menu around. You have to buy two things. But they do have convenient table toppers. You know those little table toppers? Yes. With the QR code. says, scan here for menu. Oh, and I'm great. like, how the fuck do you want me to scan here for menu? Yeah. So, witching hour. And then, and then Astrid is like, oh, no. What? The phone is buzzing. And I'm like, oh, oh. okay. All right. The phone's buzzing. Well, it could be. Could be the babysitter. I go, could be. Could just be American Express reminding me that I haven't paid my bill in a couple months. <laughs> I don't know. You know, what, what do we do? And so she's like, and I'm like, it's the obligatory husband thing. I'm like, do you want me to go outside and check? You know, because it's a whole yes, fucking production. Yeah. Do you want me to go outside and check? Would you? Sure, babe. No problem. So I scoot myself along this two foot path while everybody's, it's like a plane. People are coming toward me and I got to move over to the side and inconvenience right. everybody. Like sit in somebody's lap. Exactly. Yes, I know. Yeah. I'm basically have my ass in someone's yeah. face. Well, so weird and uncomfortable. It just really was. The comfort level in this place was zero, but I was optimistic that the show was going to be good. So I get out, I check it. Of course, it is American Express. <laughs> And then I come back and I'm like, nope, just someone we owe money to. Talk to you later. And uh, so lights go down. You know, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Pete Davidson and friends. And I was like, and friends? I didn't buy an and friends ticket. I bought a Pete Davidson ticket. What do you mean and friends? <laughs> and I think everyone was a little right. stunned because we were all like, and friends? Who are the friends? Right. Now, welcome from all the way from New Jersey, Schmookity Boogity, you know, whatever, whoever the guy's name was. I'm not going to mention the comic because I'm about to tell the story and I, I felt really terrible for the guy. Guy comes out. He's obviously out of his element. He comes out. Pro he, this may, may be his shtick. I don't know. I've, I've never seen him before. The face looked kind of familiar, but I don't know. He comes out and he's like, "Is hey, Atlanta, is this whole town kind of cracky or is it just this side of the town <laughs> and everyone's like oh <laughs> you know and then he goes i'm serious this is the weirdest fucking place i've ever seen i, I don't know I've, I've done doing comedy for 26 years and i've never seen a comedy club shittier than this <laughs> and i thought to myself wow <laughs> way to ingratiate yourself right out yeah. of the door <laughs> not gonna give his whole set 
But the guy bombed, bombed. spectacularly mm. to the point where he was telling jokes and I was the only one laughing in the entire room. I got his vibe. His vibe was like a little bit off kilter. He kind of wanted to like catch you on your back foot a little bit. His timing might have been a little bit off, but I actually thought he was very funny. But no one else did. And I mean, no Yikes. one else. So then he started with crowd work because I think he, he, thought, <laughs> he knew his set had gone sideways. And he, he didn't do a great job of like connecting his jokes. So he started telling these one-off jokes, right? And then he started doing crowd work. And not even the people he was doing the crowd work with were engaging with him. And I thought to myself, geez, oh. this poor, this is going to be a long fucking night for all of us if yeah. no one's laughing. No <laughs> one's laughing. So... This guy bombed. At the end of the set, he goes, honestly, this is the best show I've ever done. This is as good as it's ever been. And I just could not stop laughing. I thought it was so funny how self-effacing he was. He gets off stage. Next guy comes out. This is his shtick. His shtick is, I am going to shock you and then make you laugh. So he gets out there. He's kind of got this dopey, like, you know, stoned personality. He's probably in his 30s and, you know, cute looking kid. And he's like, a cute looking kid. Like, he, like I'm 80 years older than him. He goes... Israel, Hamas. Yeah, I'll talk about it. <laughs> and then he starts going into it. And then he's like, I'm giving an example. I don't want to give his set away, but he was like, abortion. Yeah, all right, why not? Let's talk about it. <laughs> so his whole shtick was let's talk about super controversial right. things. Right, and then, Okay, yeah. he got the crowd worked up. Now the crowd is laughing oh, and ooing good. and laughing and ooing and like, oh, wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, that genocide is funny. <laughs> We're amongst friends. We can laugh about it. <laughs> he also makes mention. He's like, I don't know who decorated this place, but I felt like it's my blind grandpa. He goes, I don't want to talk about the art, but... And then what everyone starts laughing. He's like, oh, y'all are already talking about the art. You know, I don't need to say it. <laughs> I thought that was such a funny line. Y'all are already talking about it. I don't need to say it. So he gets the crowd worked up for 10 minutes. And then on time for the big show. It's Pete Davidson. I'm not going to repeat his jokes because if he's working on new material, I don't want to be the asshole who's <laughs> the out there repeating everything. his new material. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason why he didn't want phones in there, and I'm not going to be. And besides, I'm not. Could never be. At, you know, as funny as Pete was, because I do have to say this. I didn't expect much, but I came out of there really fucking rooting for Pete. I mean, Pete, nice, entertained. He was sincere at moments. He was entertaining always. He was hilarious most of the time. He told stories about his personal life, including Kim and Kanye. He told the story about how he drove into the house. Remember he drove into a house about a year ago? Yes. Yeah. He told the story about how he drove into the house and how that all happened and what actually, what got reported, but what actually happened, which, you know, it's his side of the story, I'm sure. <laughs> um, the time he called PETA and said, fuck you, you bunch of cunts. You remember that? Yeah. He, yeah. He, said, he explained why that, you know, he he needed a hypoallergenic dog and he's like you go to the pound and try to find a, a fucking labradoodle i dare you <laughs> and uh he was so funny he was so good he was so engaging he he, he it felt like you were talking to him he, it good. felt like you were just having a conversation with pete davidson he had a, a way of really making the room much smaller than it was and trust me it was already pretty fucking small pete was 
spot on, and he lit up the room. I mean, people were dying laughing, and I was one of them. He, I, 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 he won me over. The guy won me over. Maybe we can get him for the interview. I'd love to have him on the interview, but he doesn't have a cell phone, so it's hard to reach him. <laughs> he doesn't have a cell phone. I didn't know this because of his mental health. He doesn't have a cell phone. He talked a lot about his mental health issues, right? He said he doesn't drive much because Some other he's always should follow up. in the, the, those footsteps. Yeah, probably Brian should be one of them. Or maybe an American Express. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seems like they have a problem too. You're so stalky when it's time for my bill to come due. I've gotten less text messages from eight crazy ex girlfriends. Swear to God, I have. I have to tell you, Pete fucking killed it. He absolutely Sometimes killed it. Sometimes when you it. go in with a, a lower expectation, you are pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And so. Pete comes out, and now I'm thinking to myself, I don't have a good sense of time because I have no watch right. I've checked in almost two hours, right? But I know he's got another show at 11.55. So my thought is they need at least 30 minutes to turn the room. They got, you know, yeah. they got to get everybody out, Go through clean the whole it up, process again. Yeah, and then do it all over again. So I'm thinking, uh, you know, 11.15 is probably the latest this show is going to go. And now these first two guys probably took 10 to 12 minutes themselves, and they started a little bit late in my in my mind, they started a little bit late. So now I'm thinking, oh, we got maybe 25 minutes with Pete, right? Maybe 25 minutes with Pete. Sure. And he starts going down this road talking about the story about the car. And I thought that was it. He's just working on this piece of his hour-long special, right? He's going to This is going to be the piece that he works on. He kept going and going and going and going. And he even asked like somebody on the side of the stage, he's like, can I, can I have five more minutes? I want to tell one more story to these guys. Can I have five more minutes? And he's like, feeling it. Yeah, he's he was feeling, feeling it. Room. He Energy. was. He was feeling it. He's like, I really want to tell this one more thing. I really want to say this about Kanye. You know, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. He's feeling it. We get out of the room and we get that. First of all, it's like deplaning, right? Yes. Everyone's got to shuffle out. <laughs> right. Of course, we're the first ones in, so we're the last ones out. We're trying to squeeze through this crowd. Uh, I have to, you know, then you got your, your yonder bag opened up. So by the time we get our yonder bag opened up, it's 12 fucking 15. Oh, wow. And when we leave the club, that that velvet rope, that red rope sure did come in handy because now there are the people line. like lined up down the strip mall to get in. You can tell they're not too plussed about having stood out. Like yeah. the show's <laughs> supposed to start at 1155. It's 12 fucking 15. They probably got off stage at 230 in the morning. Um, but I, I wanted to mention one more thing. I didn't want to say one thing about what Pete said, and I, I'll repeat this and Pete, I apologize to you if this is like a super thing you want to keep secret. Pete mentioned a, his story about Kanye, about how, how him and Kanye got into it. And he said this about Kanye. He said, you know, Kanye has Grammys. He's written albums. He's got more money than God. He married Kim Kardashian. He's got children. He's got that clothing brand that you guys keep buying. I don't know why. And he says, but at the end of the day, Kanye is a human being. And everybody fucks with him. He goes, Kanye was one of the first people that made other people feel comfortable celebrities about coming out with their mental health issues. And he goes, and when people found out, they spent about a month going, good for you, Kanye. And then they started fucking with him and fucking with him and fucking with him. He's like, there is no good day for uh, Kanye. No one says anything nice to him. No one comes at him in a nice way. They're all looking to prod him into some kind of action that makes him look like an asshole so they can get clicks. And he's like, so in this sense, 
I feel for Kanye. He's bored, he's stressed, he's tired, and there's no good energy coming his way. So when Kanye says, I love Hitler, he doesn't really love Hitler. He's trolling you. He's bored. He wants to have, he wants to garner some kind of reaction that's going to make his day a little bit more exciting than the normal bullshit he goes through. I'm not sure I believe 100% of what Pete said, but it made me think about the whole Kanye situation mm. just a little bit differently because. Yeah, he's a human being with mental health issues, and everybody fucks with him. <laughs> and good night. Hey, hey, that's that. Everybody, keep up with your mental health. Yeah, keep up with your mental health. Yeah, yeah. It's if men- you need medication, health. there's no shame in taking it. No, no. And <laughs> one other thing he said, I don't want, I don't want to give too much away, but one other thing he said is. Imagine me without medication. He goes, I'm like this with medication because I take my medication. He goes, imagine me without medication. That's Kanye. Yeah. Right? And uh, he goes, Kanye just won't take his medication. A lot of people do that. <clears throat> A lot of people. Mm-hmm. We know this yep. from our own personal life experiences. People close to us, Chrissy and I, we both have mental illness. Well, a lot illness. of times people get on medication and then they feel better, so they think they don't need it. But the reason they feel better is because, because they're they taking it. it. Yeah, because yeah. they're taking it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Should keep taking it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen that cycle a couple of times with yeah. people that I know, with people that I've dated. It, you know, they feel good because they're taking their medication, so they say, oh, I don't need my medication yeah. anymore. But what's making you feel good yes, is the medication. Exactly. Now, I'm not saying everybody should take medication no. for every little no, issue. No, 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 no. But I am also saying that if you need it, there's no shame in taking it. Go ahead, take it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're displaying erratic behavior and saying awful things. Yeah, I think Kanye is on the like high high end of erratic behavior. Yeah, Yeah, he really says some shit that's way out there that I completely don't agree with. But then he'll say a few things that I do agree with. He'll be like, (laughs) "Well, I don't want to get into." He said some things, and you're like, "Wow." Yeah, absolutely. You're right, Kanye. But then he says like something really fucking crazy. And this is kind of along the lines of something Pete would say. He says something really fucking crazy, and everybody's like, oh, oh. Yeah. I agree with two of the three things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know about Pete, though, and I'll be looking forward to seeing the new special. If you get a chance and he comes to a town near you, I promise he won't disappoint. That's my two cents. I'm throwing it out there. I walked in feeling like, eh, whatever. You know, a, let's a, see what this is about. A night of entertainment. Yeah. And I got a night of fun. All right. TCBpodcast.com is where you go to find out more information about Chrissy and I. Read all the show notes. Get all the sponsors codes. You can also get your free piggy fronting sticker. 212-433-3TCB. That's 212-433-3TCB. Questions, comments, concerns, content, and ideas. YouTube.com slash the commercial break at the commercial break on Instagram. Okay, Chrissy. That's all I can do for right now. I think so. But I'll tell you that I love you. I love you. Best to you. Best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, me, Chrissy, and Pete Davidson must say, (laughs) we will say, and we should say. (laughs) Goodbye. Get out.